are on. There we go. Good morning, church. How are we all? Good? Good? Good. It is a bit chilly. It's not too freezing. It's just a classic Bundaberg winter's day. Um, Isn't it a blessing to be able to continue to gather together um, and praise the name of Jesus? Gather together and, and glorify God for everything that he's done for us through Christ. Uh, Now, this morning I have the privilege to uh, continue on our uh, series of uh, looking at one book of the Old Testament each week, and uh, today brings us up to the book of Proverbs. Uh, Now, uh, look, the book of Proverbs, it's a book of wisdom, and look, it probably goes without saying the reason why um, I was chosen to do this book. Um, (laughs) you know, I can only imagine the wrestle and the discussion that would have gone on. Who could truly do the book of Proverbs? And and obviously my name came up. So, no, but look, on a serious note, I cannot think of a reason why they wouldn't. Um, It's just, no, I am kidding. I am kidding. Uh, That is my only joke for the morning, so uh, we'll get that out of our system. Um, But Proverbs... Uh, it, it really does amaze me um, that God would use me, uh, that, I, that I do have the opportunity to come up here and open up God's Word. And, and I do feel the weight of that. It is a big responsibility. So this morning, um, we're going to pray. And Lord willing, as we look through the book of Proverbs, God would be glorified as we look at Proverbs and look for Jesus. So let's pray together before we get started. Father God, we want to thank you. Uh, God, we want to praise you. Uh, Lord, we want, to, uh, we want to humble ourselves before you this morning uh, as we open up your word, as we overview Proverbs. Uh, Lord, help us to see Jesus. Uh, Lord, help us to not only see Jesus, but help us to receive Jesus uh, as we, we see him in your word. So we we thank you and praise you that uh, you give us your word and we can freely read it whenever we like. Uh, So Lord, help us this morning as we look through Proverbs. Amen. All right, I want to start with, I want to start with Jesus, okay? And I want to end with Jesus uh, because Jesus is the key to life. he He is the way... Okay, Jesus is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. And God's Word says that no one can come to the Father except through Him. And I just want to declare that right from the beginning before we delve into Proverbs. Now, Phil gave us a, uh, a really good English class last week, um, and it was a good one because we found Jesus in the Psalms. Um, and so this morning, I guess I'm going to give us a little bit of a history class, and uh, hopefully that won't be too boring, but it's important to establish uh, a little bit of history for us to really appreciate Proverbs properly. So we're going to look at the who, what, where, and whens uh, of Proverbs, so we'll get a little bit of this boring stuff out of the way, but it is interesting and important. Um, to get us started. 
Okay, so who wrote the book of Proverbs? Anyone want to just shout it out? Anyone know who wrote the book of Proverbs? Just yell it out. Don't be afraid. Solomon, yeah, thanks, Kel. Uh, you're partly right, Kel, so you'd get half a minty if I had one to give away. Um, you see, Proverbs has 31 chapters, and Solomon wrote the first 29, okay? So he wrote most of it. Um, chapter 30 was written by a guy named Argua. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and the 31 was written by Lemuel, King Lemuel. And that's, that's pretty well all we know about these two guys. Uh, but Solomon, on the other hand, Solomon we know really well, don't we? Um, we know uh, Solomon well from the, the book of Kings that we've already been through. And uh, as the story goes, King Solomon, we know, took over the reign of God's people from his father David. Um, we know that Solomon loved the Lord and he continued to follow the Lord's uh, rules, the laws and, and the commands of the Lord, uh, just like his father did. And the Lord's, Lord was pleased with Solomon, so much so that he gave him uh, an opportunity to ask God for whatever he wanted. And so uh, he did that. Um, and, and you can read that account for yourself in 1 Kings chapter 3. Uh, but I'll just continue to quickly overview. Uh, but basically, Solomon felt the huge weight of, of following after his father. He felt uh, honoured, but he also felt um, the, the weight of taking on the responsibility of leading God's people. And uh, so, as you can imagine, he just felt completely inadequate for the job. And... So that led him to ask God uh, for wisdom, that he would guide and govern God's people well. And so God was pleased with that. And I'm going to read God's response here in 1 Kings 3, verse 10. The Lord was pleased with Solomon, that Solomon had asked for wisdom. So God replied, because you have asked for wisdom to govern my people with justice and have not asked for a long life or wealth or the death of your enemies, I will give you what you ask for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart so as no, no one else has had or ever will have. And I will also give you what you did not ask for, riches and fame. No other king in all the world will compare to you for the rest of your life. And if you follow me and obey my decree and my commands as your father David did, I will give you a long life. So it's really important here to establish the fact that uh, for God's glory, we understand that Solomon's wisdom has come from God, okay? As we look at uh, Proverbs, as you guys look at Proverbs, if you haven't already, that you understand that the words in Proverbs uh, come from God, okay, uh, written down by Solomon, but they're God's words, okay. It's not just simply a man-made, uh, self-appointed, self-declaring Solomon saying, hey, I'm the wisest guy that ever lived, look at everything I wrote down. No, uh, God made Solomon the wisest man who ever lived. 
so now that we've established the fact that um, Solomon's been transformed from, um, say, a Nokia, Nokia 8210 into the world's fastest supercomputer, uh, Solomon starts to write all this stuff down, okay? His brain would have just been going psychotic. Um, he probably didn't sleep. And First uh, Kings 4.32 uh, gives us a bit of information, okay? So Solomon, he comprised some 3,000 proverbs and wrote 1,005 songs. Uh, he could speak with authority about all kinds of plants from the great cedar of Lebanon to the tiny hyssop that grows in the cracks of walls. He could also speak about animals, birds, small creatures and fish. And kings from every nation sent their ambassadors to listen to the wisdom of Solomon. So I kind of feel like right there is our invitation, okay? Our invitation as ambassadors of the one true king, King Jesus, uh, to come and sit under God's word, to come and sit at the feet of Solomon and glean what we can from his Proverbs. Uh, So two things I I want to establish first up is uh, that we have already, that Solomon's words, his words of wisdom have come from God. And secondly, that um, wisdom is far more than just knowledge, okay? Wisdom is more than just head knowledge, Um, So, uh, the word proverb means wisdom, okay? But wisdom equals not only knowledge, but it's knowledge actually put into practice, okay? Uh, So, I guess you could say, uh, for you to gain knowledge is to gain a skill, okay? It's something that you're actually going to do, all right? So, um, you know, we could read all the how-to books in the world um, or we could Google uh, all the how-tos. Like, I've Googled umpteen thousand things on YouTube or Google. Uh, Mind you, successfully done a few things, okay? But you could Google as much as you like, but you cannot claim it as a new skill. You cannot claim it as wisdom until you've actually put it into practice, Okay, so that's the second thing we really, it's really important to establish. As you guys read Proverbs, uh, it it encourages you to put wisdom into practice. Um, All right, so now we're going to actually look at Proverbs. um, And there is some really good meatiness in just the introduction, in the first seven verses um, of Proverbs, which is titled the purpose of Proverbs. So I'm just going to read the first seven verses, which is Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1 to 7. Uh, These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives to help them do what is right, just and fair. These proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen uh, to these proverbs and become even wiser. 
Let those with understanding receive guidance. By exploring the meaning of these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. So we see in verse uh, 2 and 3 there spells out the purpose. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives to help them to do what is right, just and fair. You know, God is continually wanting to to build our character, okay? He's wanting to, to alter our moral compass as we go through life. He's continually wanting to do that. And He can certainly do that through Proverbs um, that teach us wisdom and discipline, like it says in verse 2. Wisdom that we would do life, okay? Action, that we would do life and Lord willing, we would do life according to God's standards. Um, and I guess the closest that we can get to actually achieving that is uh, 1 Corinthians 10.31. Whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Um, and of course, we, we want to be opposed to the world's standards of living, okay? We wanna, that's what God wants us to turn us from. And, and in a nutshell, that is, well, I'll just do whatever makes me happy. Uh, verse, verse 3, again, setting the foundation for character building, okay? Teaching people to live disciplined and successful lives. Um, and, and success is, is not the measure of, of wealth or prosperity or possessions, okay? We're talking about wealth as in terms of Uh, whether we're doing right, what is right, just and fair in God's eyes. Okay, that's the measure of success. Uh, Proverbs is intended for all people, okay? Verse 4 says the simple, right? The simple, which equals, uh, look, if I'm honest, me, okay? I'm simple. My gym group would say I'm simple. You know, I'm very thick-skinned on a Friday night, I tell you. But Proverbs is for the average Joe, right? Um, Proverbs is intended for the young, uh, that they may gain knowledge and discernment, that they might grow up through life making wise decisions. And verse 5 says the wise, that they may listen and become even wiser, which I'm going to say is more of our mature church family, okay, that genuinely have lived longer and have experienced more things and have more wisdom than I do. But Proverbs is saying here that uh, you guys don't just be content at where you are, okay, don't plateau Proverbs is saying, no, let the wise grow wiser as you look at Proverbs. Continue to grow. So Proverbs is for everyone. doesn't matter who you are, what age you are. It encourages us to grow in wisdom. And verse 7 is the key to obtaining wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, 
but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Uh, Now, I'm going to come back to that one uh, because we want to finish on Jesus. And uh, we're going to come back to that and finish uh, with verse 7. Now, Lord willing, Proverbs would, would prevent ungodly lifestyles. Okay, uh, Lord willing, Proverbs would remedy or restore ungodly lifestyles as people read them. Uh, topics that we'll find in Proverbs uh, are wisdom and foolishness, righteousness and wickedness, the tongue and our speech, pride and humility, justice and vengeance, the family, laziness and work, poverty and wealth, family and neighbours, love and lust, anger and strife, masters and slaves, life and death and drunkenness. So there are lots of very useful topics that we'll find in Proverbs. Um, But none of us, like I said earlier, none of us can claim that we have acquired any sort of wisdom by just simply reading the words. We need to put it into practice. Uh, now, how is Proverbs broken down? Okay, so the first nine chapters are a mixture of two things. Um, so I was talking to Kel earlier, and it's if you just read Proverbs from beginning to end, it, it's really quite, um, can feel muddled up, I suppose. Um, so the first nine chapters are, are kind of this muddled up thing of two things. The first thing is uh, poetry of advice from a father to a son. Uh, the advice is to how to, to live well, how to live wisely, how to stay away from foolish people that would lead you astray. Uh, the father is continually encouraging the son to pursue wisdom. Uh, the second thing is uh, that's sort of mixed up in there is poetry from Lady Wisdom herself, okay, Um, which I've got some examples here that I wanted to read out. Um, So, uh, yeah, just a snippet here from Lady Wisdom. Uh, Oh, sorry, actually, I've got an example here of the father's advice to a son first. Uh, So chapter 2 is a really good example of the Father's advice, and it's titled, The Benefits of Wisdom. And it says, My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Turn your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures." Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God, for the, for the Lord grants wisdom. <clears throat> Advice that calls us into action to pursue wisdom for ourselves. Um, you, know, you could say that we are like the sun, okay? and it's a really good thing for us to listen to the Father's advice. Um, Now, the second thing that I was saying earlier is Lady Wisdom um, calling out for anyone who will listen. And here's a snippet from chapter 1. 
Wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public square. She calls to the crowds along the main street and those gathered in the front of the city gate. How long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers relish your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. I will share my heart with you and make you wise. A snippet from chapter 3. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Her, uh, She offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honour in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is the tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tight. What a wonderful picture of finding and embracing and treasuring wisdom. Righto, moving on. Chapters 10 to 29 are Solomon's Proverbs. And, and Proverbs are just like they're little two-line long. They're kind of easy little sayings that you can remember. Uh, kind of like little bite-sized pieces of wisdom, you know. Um, and, and that's really all they are. They are wise counsel. Um, they do carry weight. I don't want to belittle them by, by saying that. They do carry weight because they are God's Word. You know, if you were to compare uh, Proverbs with, say, Confucius, you know, there's lots of other good little sayings out there. Um, you know, Confucius say, uh, if your father has no beard, you have two mums or something like that, you know. Um, obviously, you're going to want to feed off Proverbs. Okay, no, I don't think that's actually a Confucius saying, by the way, but I probably should have Googled it. But um, you're obviously going to want to pursue Proverbs, okay, because it's good for us to follow and pursue uh, the meaning of Proverbs so that we can gain wisdom. Uh, So here's a few examples from Solomon's Proverbs, okay, I've got four little short sayings here. Uh, Hatred stirs up quarrels, but love makes up for all offences. That's the first one. Uh, Doing wrong is fun for fools, but living wisely brings pleasure to the uh, sensible. Uh, Fearing the Lord lengthens one's life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. And the last one is, The blessing of the Lord will make a person rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. So those last two, how good are they? Like, yeah, I want a long life, and I want riches. Um, But, you know, that's not what Proverbs is, okay? We'll make it real clear. Proverbs are not promises, okay? Uh, Proverbs, generally, they want to steer us to things of eternal value, okay, not things that are going to make us secure and safe and healthy and wealthy in this life now. Uh, And if anyone is is 
whispering in your ear, trying to tell you that you can have your best life now, uh, well, that's, that person's a liar, and I suggest you stop listening to them. Um, you should listen to Proverbs, you should listen to God's Word. Uh, Proverbs are not promises. Now, to finish off our little breakdown, okay, uh, we finish with chapters 30 and 31. Argua and Lemuel. So Argua has uh, given us some poetry uh, about his own lack of wisdom and understanding of who God is, um, and he's like really quite distraught about it uh, if you read through the first few chapters of 30. Um, but then he discovers that, well, God's actually given him what he needs. God's actually given him God's Word, and he finds that if he reads it, he can gain knowledge and understanding that he needs. So, uh, Argua is is kind of like a good example of somebody who desires to read God's Word. Uh, Chapter 31 is King Lemuel. Uh, Also, he gives us his poetry, and he starts with wisdom that has been passed down from his mother. And, and that is uh, all to do with how to lead well as a king, how to lead wisely. Uh, and then he finishes uh, with a poem about a woman of noble character. Uh, she, she's a great example of, of turning wisdom into practical life. Okay, how she goes about her daily life, how she goes about her home life, her work life, her family life, her community. So it's a really good read, that last chapter. I mean, all of it's a good read, um, but there's some really good stuff in in Proverbs, in that poetry. Uh, And so as the Bible Project puts it at the end, um, Proverbs is a guide for living well and wisely under God's rule in His awesome creation. That's what Proverbs is. And now that's a really good way to sum up Proverbs, but, but I kind of want more, you know. I want more than that. I want to know, I want some assurances that if Proverbs isn't promises, if Proverbs is just a guide, if Proverbs isn't for a way for me to have my best life now, then, then what is? Well, the answer is wrapped up in verse 7. Verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the foundation of knowledge. And you see that the fear that we talk about here, it's a bit, it's a bit weird saying that, that fear is, is the foundation because God tells us not to fear. But the fear that we're looking at here is, is not a picture of a, of a beaten, cowering dog in the corner, cowering it from its master. No, it's, it's, a, it's, it's not a picture of uh, a servant coming weak at the knees before his king, fearing death. That's not the picture of fear here. The fear here is a healthy fear of the one true God of this universe. Uh, This word fear would rather picture 
you and I, yes, weak at the knees, but in absolute awe of God, the creator of all things. God who created us, who knit you together in your mother's womb, and who said that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You see, it's a fear that drives us. It's a healthy fear that leads us, Lord willing, to the realization that I can't do this life without God. I can't even successfully obey my own rules and standards in life, let alone think that I can obey and follow God's standards. And if you guys think that you can take Proverbs and and add them to any sort of a legalistic uh, rule structure that you think that you can just follow more rules and, and climb your way to salvation, well, that's foolish as well. You see, God made Jesus to be wisdom for our sake. For your sake, God made Jesus to be wisdom. You see, it's foolish to think that knowledge in itself could rescue you from God. It's foolish to think that if if you gained all the wisdom that even Solomon had, that that could rescue you. You know, Solomon was made the, the wisest man in the world by God, Yet Solomon didn't finish well. And the, and, and the reason is, is because our heart's default setting is set to self. Self-reliant. Self-made, self-righteous. 1 Corinthians 1.30 says... God has united you with Jesus Christ. For our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made you right with God. He made us pure and holy, and he freed us from our sin. For us to be awestruck at that reality that that God in his great wisdom and mercy would provide a way back provide a way for us back to himself through his son, Jesus. And it's these sort of truths, Lord willing, that would bring us to a place of healthy fear, to a place of reverence and awe and praise, that we would let go of self-reliance and by faith we would receive uh, the gift of life that is Jesus. Uh, it, it's just a, such a beautiful picture of Lady Wisdom. I really w- would encourage you to read just the first nine verses if, if you haven't read Psalms yet. But Lady Wisdom paints a beautiful picture and, and she paints a beautiful picture of Jesus. And I'm going to finish with this. I'm going to finish with reading the same portion that I read earlier, but I'm going to swap out the word wisdom for Jesus. 
joyful is the person who finds Jesus. The one who gains understanding. For Jesus is more profitable than silver. And his wages are better than gold. Jesus is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with him. He offers you long life in his right hand and riches and honour in his left. He will guide you down delightful paths. All his ways are satisfying. Jesus is the tree of life to those who embrace him. Happy are those who hold him tight. Let's pray together. Father God, it's, it's such a wonderful privilege to have your word. Lord, it, it is our authority that you have given us. Lord, you want us to read it. We need to read your word. And, and to be able to read through Proverbs, to be able to read the wisdom that you've granted to Solomon, Lord, help us to apply it to our lives. Help us to not just simply read the words, but challenge our hearts. Lord, help us to evaluate our lives and make changes. Lord, help us as we've seen Jesus. Lord, if we need to repent, if we need to turn, if we need to accept Jesus that is the tree of life, Lord, help us to do that. Call us into your resting place. Lord, bring us out of the darkness and into your marvellous light. Amen.